Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Every man and woman or child I've ever known, met, seen, or heard of wants one thing more than anything else in the world. That one thing is tomorrow. Tomorrow, that's the only thing any of us have going for us. And I believe this. If tomorrow all of us, every single one of us, gets out of bed and says, this is my country and I'm going to do good for it, we'll make the greatest step forward since a pilgrim's foot found Plymouth Rock. Tomorrow, remember, this is my country and I'm going to do good for it. Just might work. We'll never know unless we give it a fair try. Oh, yeah, and there's one other thing I'll say tomorrow because I say it every day of my life. God bless America. Land that I love, stand beside her and guide And you can tell when the Duke starts singing. <laughs> hey, welcome. It's Monday on the Morning Show with Preston Scott. Great to be with you. Grant Allen over there in Studio 1A. I am here in Studio 1B. It is Monday, December the 6th, day 4601 of the radio program, day 321 of America Held Hostage. 
19 days until the arrival of Kay Kringle, my friends. 19 days. It's a beautiful thing. But we welcome you to the broadcast with our verse today, John 11, 25 and 26. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? What we believe shapes our choices, our words, our convictions, what we anchor ourselves to. One of the problems we have in our culture today is no one's anchored to anything that matters. It's all moving. There, there's no, 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 this is right and this is wrong and it doesn't change based on the day of the week. You know, when your kids do something they shouldn't do, you don't overlook it because you're in a good mood. You don't slam it because you're in a bad mood. You be consistent in parenting. That's how these things, that's how we ended up where we are right now, inconsistent parenting. And so the only thing that we can do is try to anchor ourselves to things that are good and true and right. I mean, if you just if you just consider that that when Moses came down from Sinai to borrow from Ted Koppel, he didn't come down with 10 suggestions. You do those things, Jesus boiled the 10 down to two. You do those things, things will be all right. So we begin the broadcast. Check out the American Patriots Almanac and more. Good to be with you this morning, Monday on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Morning Show with Preston Scott. I say this calls for action and now nip it in the bud. On News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Oh, come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Never oh, been another voice like Nat King Cole. Butter. The man's voice was butter. My, oh, my. Anyway, the... Uh, Sad news over the weekend, the passing of Bob Dole. I uh, I was not necessarily a fan of his watered-down politics at times, at times. Huge fan of his service to our country. Man died at the age of 98 and served our nation for 79 years. World War II veteran lost use of his right arm on the battlefield in Italy. Ended up becoming the chairman of the World War II Memorial Commission. He personally was instrumental in helping to raise $200 million for that memorial to be built on the National Mall. I have seen it. It is spectacular. It, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a 
fitting and appropriate tribute to the 50 states and the men and women who served our country in World War II that came from those 50 states. But he passed in his sleep after battling stage 4 lung cancer. Think about that for a second. Stage 4 lung cancer and made it to 98. Well done, sir. Well done. Let's see here. December the 6th, what do we got? 1790, Congress moves from New York City to Philadelphia. 1865, the 13th Amendment is ratified, officially abolishing slavery. 1884, see, now that would be, to me, that's a day to remember. Not necessarily a national holiday, but a day to remember. And again, it's one of those things that if you're teaching history properly, you point out the significance of that day. You also point out that the Republican Party was founded for that purpose. You don't have to make a comment. That's a fact. These little things flavor history properly, and you get a wonderful taste of what America is, good, bad, and indifferent. But it's why I've long believed you don't relegate black history to one month. See, this is an important thing that if in its context, you you think about the flow of events and you see that December 6th, 1865, the 13th Amendment is ratified, abolishing slavery. Merry Christmas. I mean, it's just, it's, it's remarkable. 1884, workers finished construction of the Washington Monument. 1907, Monongah, West Virginia, maybe? 362 men and boys die in a coal mine explosion. Worst mining disaster in U.S. history. Men and boys. 1907. 1957, U.S. first attempts to place a satellite in orbit fails when a Vanguard rocket explodes on the launch pad at Cape Canaveral. Yeah, that wasn't very good. And uh, 2006, same date, NASA announces that the Mars Global Surveyor has discovered indications of recent water flows on Mars. Of course, now... Recent is is a word that is defined differently by some people than others. See, to me, recent would be in the last day or two. Not sure that's exactly what they were talking about with recent water flows on Mars. With the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. Hey, so here we go. And iHeart's radio station. Alrighty, here we go, 22 minutes past the hour. I'm going to play this a couple times. I promised my wife, Cynthia, I would find it. I found it. It just, there, you know, there was a time when, yes, there was hometown announcers, but there was just a little objectivity. That's gone. 
it's gone now. The hometown announcers are homers to the core, and that's fine. It just is what it is. Uh, thankfully, the national announcers try to do a pretty good job of being objective, but the homers make it fun. <laughs> I happened to be running an errand yesterday when an ink cartridge that I bought at a local large store was turned out to be a counterfeit. Get your mind around that. How's I that bought, possible? I bought an HP cartridge from Walmart for my printer. And for the first time, and I've had this printer... Phew, 12 years it's a it's a brilliant printer i mean it boy that thing's running like a tank and i have you you know the amount of material i run through that thing yeah. i mean i go through reams of paper and wow counterfeit it says counterfeit cartridge and it just and i don't i i buy the brand that works with the printer that's just my my nature and i've never had an issue so anyway i'm running an errand and i catch the end of the detroit minnesota game i want the vikings to lose i just i want no drama for the green bay packers and then there's the fact that detroit hasn't won a game all year bless their soul <laughs> and so they had a 20 to 3 lead on the vikings and frittered it away they're trailing 27 to 23 it's four seconds left in the ball game. Detroit's got the ball at the 11, and here's what happens. First victory of the year on the line. Goff's got it. Back, looks, throws, and yes! Touchdown, Detroit Lions! They did it! Amon Ross, they brought in the receiving end! Oh, they're rushing the field! They've done it! Three zeros on the clock! This game is over! It's over! Jared Goff! to Amon Ross St. Brown, his first career touchdown. And how big is that? Oh, my goodness. Have a day, boys. Have a day. There you go. That's Dan Miller with the call. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, his brother plays for the Green Bay Packers. He's the little brother to Equiminius St. Brown. And I have no idea where they got the names for those boys. I have yeah, no clue. But they're, they're, they're good guys. They're really good guys. Uh, both, I think, went to Notre Dame. But my goodness, the call. The call. <laughs> Just brilliant. All right. Uh, Leon County has very quietly ended its mask mandate. It's ended its vaccine mandate. And the county administrators, I admit it, I trolled him a little bit. Uh, I sent him a note yesterday. I asked him whether he was going to formally apologize. He didn't have the courage to send the note. He had one of his underlings send the note. Uh, Candace Wilson, Human Resources Director, dear Leon County employee, with the passage of the new bills from the special session of the Florida legislature, the mandates related to masks, medical or religious accommodations, and vaccinations are no longer being enforced. This means that employees who are granted an accommodation are no longer required to adhere to the clauses within the approved accommodation. My question to he and the chairman of the commission are, what are you doing to make it right with the 14 employees you fired? As of now, Leon County has been fined, I think, three and a half, three point six million dollars $3.7 million because of their... Um, illegal, unscientific actions that were done to appease the ego of the county administrator. 
And I just want to know if he's going to apologize and give them their jobs back. That doesn't include the people who quit. There are people that just said, I, I've got the emails. I've got, I've got emails from Leon County employees that said, yeah, we're gone. We're, we're out. We want no part in this anymore. It was illegal from the beginning. And this has nothing to do with the state. This has to do with the federal court rulings that are coming down. I don't know if you've noticed, Joe Biden's losing about every federal court case he's got. From the border, to the vaccines, to all of their draconian rulings. And, and oh, by the way, over the weekend, uh, yeah, that uh, stay in Mexico policy by Donald Trump. Yeah, we're going to put it back in place. Oh, Christmas tree. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable. So you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on on the right, that's four Patriots, the number four, patriots.com slash on the right. Live, local land, laughter. It's the morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7, WFLA. Wherever, however, you found us, thanks so much. It's the morning show with Preston Scott. We thank you for the privilege of sharing time with you. We are Florida's morning show. If you're in Georgia, we're Georgia's morning show. If you're in Alabama, we're Alabama's morning. (laughs) If you're listening to us anywhere in the country, we are your morning show. Good morning. That's Grant Allen over there in Studio 1A. I'm here in Studio 1B. In case you missed the announcement last week, and you likely did, because I only announced it one time, The final number for Hope to Haiti, $21,300 you raised. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The beds, the mattresses, the food, and yes, because of the extra generosity of the audience, you will be able to know that uh, you will know that Christmas, in terms of some gifts, will be provided to children that have never experienced Christmas before. They will be able to provide Christmas gifts for the children in the orphanages. Oh, my gosh. That's just amazing. And so thank you very much for making that possible. But the giving season continues. Next week is our final week 
before we take a two-week break to end the year, as I always do, kind of gear gear up and recharge a little bit, make a few little tweaks and changes to the program. We always try to adjust a few little things, and we will do that. And next week, we will do virtual bell ringing for the Salvation Army. We will have a virtual bell ringing station in Panama City, a virtual bell ringing station in the capital city of Florida, and I'm going to challenge you to give $5, $10, whatever you might normally put in the pot for Salvation Army. I know there's a few of you that are concerned. Well, did you see that story? Yeah, I did. We've addressed it. We addressed it very, very directly with the state director for the Salvation Army in Florida. And trust me when I tell you that the questions that you and I all had were not, we were not alone. Those questions were raised by millions of others and the Salvation Army has done the right thing. They've made a mistake. It was the international branch, not the United States branch, but the international branch made a mistake on a document dealing with the woke culture that we're in and systemic racism and all that. It was an internal document that got leaked out. You can ask questions as to why that happened and when because the document came out in the spring. The United States never, ever approved the document, didn't agree with it. And so I'm satisfied. It's time to rock on and help people because that's what they do. And when I did the math, I came to realize, okay, 10% of what's raised in a local area goes to the state. 10% of what's raised in a state goes to the national. 10% of what goes to the national. I'm thinking we're less than one-tenth of one cent Maybe even one one hundredth of one cent raised locally goes to the international office. I'm good with that. They've learned their lesson, I believe. But the bottom line is they do a lot of good. And so because the Salvation Army does a lot of good, I want to help. So that's what we're going to do. The big story in the press box this morning is an interesting little proposal by State Senator Joe Gruters. It is uh, I, I, SJR. Does that stand for Senate Joint Resolution? I think so. Uh, 244. It, it was approved in the Senate Ethics and Elections Committee. We'll talk to Sal Nuzzo about that tomorrow. And it would make school board races partisan once again. They've been nonpartisan since 90, 1998. Joe Gruders argues it's been a failure. Best of intentions. But it has allowed people to sneak in under the nonpartisan flag without declaring what they are. And, uh, and he said, we're better off having partisan races because politics is in school board races, whether you want to admit it or not. I agree with his point. Great idea. Didn't work. And so it would go back to... Democrat, Republican, independent, declare what you are. And in communities where, for example, there may not be a Republican running, that's fine. Republicans can vote when all of the candidates are of one party. It's the way it works. And so, and vice versa. We'll talk more about it.
Morning Show with Preston Scott. You can't handle the truth. On News Radio 100.7, WFLA. You better watch out. You better not cry. Better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. 42 minutes after the hour. Have you been following the story of that kid and his parents? The young man who is uh, going to be convicted of shooting some of his fellow classmates and being very methodical about it. Uh, I saw a video of a group of kids that had barricaded a door in their classroom and someone was tapping on the door saying, you know, it's safe, come on out. And they're like, and there's video running of it, and they're like, uh, no, I, we're not, we're not there yet. And the person goes, "Come on, bro, open up." And they were like, "That isn't a teacher. That's not a law enforcement person." So the the thought is that it was the kid trying to get the door open, get them to open the door so he could shoot some more people. Um, the parents, they hid. They hid. They they were to have turned themselves in, and they didn't, and they were found hidden in some art gallery kind of place, a warehouse somewhere. And so they're facing 10 to 15 years as accessories here. Uh, they have been charged. <sighs> with, hold on here. Involuntary manslaughter. The kid was with the parents the morning of the shooting. There are some can there. There's some that believe that that he had when he had his backpack in the meeting with guidance counselors and the parents. Both parents were called in that he had the gun in the backpack right then and there. Parents were asked to take him home for the day. They had found drawings of shootings. The kid claimed, oh, he was going to be a video game designer. He was just doing drawings, nothing serious. And and I get it. I don't blame the counselors on this. I look in the kid's eyes and I just see darkness. I just I just see a kid that is probably a, a sociopath. Um I don't sense any degree of remorse in those eyes. And I know, they're just eyes. I get it. But someone once said years ago, eyes are the window to the soul. The parents absolutely, though, get this, they refused to take him home. They just left. And then he went and shot everybody. Knowing they bought the gun, knowing what they were discussing, the first thing they should have done is say, son, let me see your backpack. The first thing they should have done was, look, they know. My hunch is dad probably thought this might be helpful to the, to their child to get out to the shooting range and I get it. You teach your child how to work with a gun responsibly. But there were so many signals here of a problem with this kid. 
I do believe the parents are culpable. To what extent, I can't say that. That's up for a jury to decide. But there's no doubt in my mind. And so now what do you take from this? What you take from this, moms and dads, is being involved in your kid's life, know what's going on, and making sure that you respond to the things that you feel deep down and the things that you're seeing and hearing. Because this is the result for just ignoring it and pretending it'll go away. Back with more of the Morning Show with Preston Scott. First to know, the Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, running down Santa Claus Lane. Licks and blitz and all the hills are reindeer, pulling on the rain. Bells are ringing children. Statement says, at no time did counselors believe the student might harm others based on his behavior, responses, and demeanor, which appeared calm. In addition, despite media reports, whether or not the gun was in his backpack has not been confirmed by law enforcement, to our knowledge, nor by our investigation at this time. That's the letter from the, uh, from the school. Unbelievable. Parents would not take him home. They flatly refused. They were told to uh, take their son home. They flatly refused, left without their son, apparently to return to work. School was uh, also reportedly told the parents they had 48 hours to find counseling for their son or the school would contact Child Protective Services. See, there's parts of this that don't square. They saw nothing wrong, no concern, but yet they gave him 48 hours or they were calling protective services? They had reasonable cause to search the backpack, in my opinion. I'll tell you who else would know that there might have been an issue with this young man. Classmates. I, I, won't, I won't say too much. I I don't know. I don't want to get in trouble here. But all I know is I remember when I was in high school, there were certain classmates of mine where I'm like, you know, there's just something a little off. Interactions in the classroom, uh, around school, you can just tell. If you were to ask some of the students at this high school, it wouldn't surprise them. No, wouldn't surprise them one bit. And again, you just, you get back to... Schools are just, they're soft targets. We've made them that way. And with all due respect, law enforcement officers can't be at every place on a school campus, and most school campuses are pretty big. The smallest is still pretty big for one person. So uh, they'll be wrestling with this for a while. The parents, again, facing 10 to 15 years. Is that appropriate? I don't know. Do they bear responsibility? Yes, they do. Total? No, they don't. That's the son. Their son is likely going to spend most of his life, if not all of it, behind bars. Why? What was going on in that kid's life that got him to that point? 
Anyway, I still regret people using his name, pushing it out there, giving him a degree of celebrity. But uh, anyway, on the opposite end of the story scale, story comes out about, I've seen the video of the story because it hasn't made it yet in any print form that I've found. One of the research assistants came across this and it's breathtakingly Biden. Dakota County, Minnesota, last week, he did a staged event touting the Build Back Better plan, the need to pass it. He's doing a big PR push trying to get this thing done. And um, and so he's at this technical college. Along the route, Highway 52, he is, uh, he's just inundated with signage people holding up signs saying profane things (laughs) let's go by brandon um and the the non-clean version of it yes (laughs) as well as uh trump 2024 signs were all over and what's interesting is what came out is students were told don't come don't come to school that day they were given an email sent an email at 3 in the morning that morning stating they don't have school that day, take them remotely. Apparently, the Biden administration bust in fake students and paid actors to play the backdrop. Just saying. it does for you what it does for me but when i hear music like this i just smile i i don't you know i i just feel like going to the toy aisle at walmart and target and just looking around and then i find myself saying boy they didn't have this stuff when i was a kid (laughs) and it's so good to be with you it is our number two monday december the 6th i still love saying december december just sounds so good and boy we need it we need a little Christmas. Great to be with you this morning on the morning show with Preston Scott. Grant Allen over there in Studio 1A. I'm here in Studio 1B. And joining me in studio is TPD Chief Lawrence Revel. Merry Christmas, sir. How are you? Good morning, sir. How are you doing? I'm Good. doing great. Do you have the same feelings I do this time oh, of I year? I absolutely do. I love my favorite time of the year. Is it difficult doing what you do to be able to just exhale and, and, and I mean, literally enjoy a season like this? And I, I know your faith gives right, you that sure. room, but there, unlike the rest of us, we don't deal with what you deal right. with every day. It, it certainly is, is busy, uh, you know, and there's a lot going on. Uh, you know, it's a, uh, this city is growing by leaps and bounds. And, mm. and so we're dealing with a lot of those big city, you know, issues. But, yeah, it's very nice uh, to just, you know, we're putting up the, the Christmas tree this weekend, you know, just just – the joy of that with the kids and yeah. the wife and, 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 uh, you know, just working together, um, you know, and, and, and we have a good time with that. You know, we, we enjoy that. So, um, yeah, it's not the typical, you know, putting up the lights that you yeah. hear about in the songs. So we, we have a giving season here on the program. It starts in October and now we're entering into the spirit of Christmas giving mm-hmm. season. You've got within TPD, the 12 days of giving for the right. season. 
Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, that's just one of the many things we do to try to, you know, connect with the community. We're mm-hmm. always doing that, but especially this time of year, um, you know, we know there's a lot of need out there always. Um, but especially this time of year, it's just an opportunity for each section within the police department to kind of do their own little thing, okay. their own special emphasis, um, you know, whether it's diapers for the NICU at, 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 uh, at the hospital, you know, or, or any of the, you know, the, the other 11 things that we're yeah, doing. Yeah, you, you focus on different specific projects, so you're not like ganging up on one project. Right. You're just splitting and dividing and conquering. Right. We let each individual, you know, unit or area within the department pick what they want to do. Okay. And then we emphasize that as one of the 12 days of giving. What is, I mean, besides the obvious of meeting a direct need, mm-hmm. do you notice a difference in the community in terms of the relationships we do. And those relationships that we build, you know, in this time of the year, when you're doing things like this, continue throughout. And the more we can do that, the, the better we reach the community. We're, we're always trying to establish those relationships. Um, but you you establish those relationships best and first when you meet a need, when when you see somebody in need. And, you, and that's true throughout life. And, and you know that it, it's if you see a need and you meet that need, then you're allowed that entrance, you know, into that person's you get access. life and, you know, and, and then you can build that relationship. And so, you know, we, we're certainly not doing it because of the relationship. That's just a byproduct of the, of the, the, the act of kindness, you know, but you know, it's a great time of the year where we all get to celebrate and we all get to participate in these acts of kindness, you know, that are just not just about the gifts that we give each other within our family, but about reaching outside that family group, that work group, and, and really coming together as a community. Is it more important now than maybe at any time in your career to be doing this because of A, COVID and what that's brought about, and B, the narrative that's been pushed down from the national stories that have made things difficult for law enforcement? Yeah, there, there's no doubt that narrative across the nation ha- has impacted not only how we do our job, but mm-hmm. the way um, that people feel about us doing our job and the way officers feel you know, in doing the job, they, they are tremendous. And I say this almost every time I come on, you know, they are tremendous men and women that love this community and want to serve. Um, but when that, when that dedication to that service isn't always reciprocated in, in the appreciation of the community you serve, it, it certainly can affect the way they, they react. But um, this time of giving just reminds us really what we're about and what we do. We're here to serve and we're here to you know, help our community grow. So when we get these opportunities to give, it certainly does. I will say for this community, mm-hmm. the vast majority, and you know this, the vast majority of people in this community love and support us. Um, they tell us all the time. They buy our officers meals and restaurants. You know, it, it's it, the, the love and support we get is truly there in this community. And I, I don't think our community hears that part of it enough. TPD Chief Lawrence Revel with me this morning on the Morning Show with Preston Scott. Back with more of our discussion next. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4Patriots.com slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4Patriots.com slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. And when you want or listen again, the Preston Scott Podcast is at WFLAFM.com. Frosty the Snowman was a jolly happy soul. He is the chief of police for the city of Tallahassee, Florida's capital. Lawrence Rebel with me this morning on the morning show with Preston Scott, our final visit this year. And chief, uh, if you were to kind of chronicle the year and the things that you think are really important to highlight at this point, what would they be? Oh, you know, there's there's so many. And, and again, touting the men and women of the Tallahassee Police Department is something I just love to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but you you when you start looking back at what is what it, what those men and women have accomplished this year, you know, um, we got at a national an international award two years ago for our, our homicide clearance rate being 100 percent. But over a five-year span, including last year at 82%, you know, we stay in the 82 to 85% clearance rate for homicides. The national rate's about 50, uh, you know, and some around 60. But we're, we're way above that. So, the, you know, the men and women in that group just do a tremendous job in bringing closure to those families who experience that tragedy. Um, we've taken almost 100 guns off the street this year. Um, you know, and we talk about locking our cars and taking our guns inside so they're not readily accessible. But when they do get on the street, you know, we work with ATF and, and DEA and, and so many other um, organizations, FBI, to, to get those guns back off the street. And they've just done a tremendous job of that. We put all of our officers back through fair and impartial policing. You know, it was something which, you know, this time that we're in and this culture that we're in, you know, our community needs to know our officers are very, very well trained and they do understand bias and what that means and how to um, how it affects uh, or affects, you know, what they do in their daily lives, in all of our lives. You know, those are those are just amazing things. Our special victims unit um, has been recognized nationally. Um, we had the um, the the recent roundup, you know, where, where we arrested almost 90. Uh, I'm sorry, 260 people you know 90 of which were violent felonies mm. um you know it's just uh, just amazing predators that, that that this um effort got off you know got these people off the street um you know our, our traffic unit is is award-winning every year they're named the best in the best in the state almost every single year you know we implemented comp stat this year um which is a is a way for us to track crime and make sure that we're applying the correct number of resources and the correct type of resources to those areas and to those crimes um you know so uh, to better facilitate that our real-time crime center um, you know working with fsu and lcso um, that should come to fruition in the next probably six months um you know that that uh, is something that's going to truly help this entire community 
Um, we joined with LCSO in our tactical unit. We now have officers that fly with um, the pilots at LCSO, um, and that has a, enabled their ability to to be up more often, um, which just gives us you know more ability to fight crime when it occurs. So yeah, I mean I I could just go on and on. There's mm-hmm. so many things, but um, our officers are working extremely hard every single day to make sure this community is as safe as it can possibly be. If you have a whiteboard and you're meeting with your leadership team, mm-hmm. what is the one thing that you feel has got to be job one for 2022? You know, our, our focus is still going to be on violent crime. Okay. You know, it, it's it's still, although our homicide Does it revolve are, around gangs? Um, they are, they are becoming more, yeah, they, some they kind. Are certainly becoming more prevalent, um, you know, and, and, and our uh, juvenile service unit has done a tremendous job of, of I, not only identifying um, youth that are involved in that, um, but trying to build relationships and trying to understand and trying to at least know mm-hmm. who those people are um, so that when things happen, they can, they can make those contacts. Uh, but yeah, we, we're definitely starting to see um, our community groups together, gangs, if you will. Again, I always talk about the fact that there's really not that national affiliation that you see sometimes, but we are starting to see that more. And there are issues that are going on between those groups um, that are causing uh, a, a good portion of our violent crime. And, you know, and we're going to talk about, you know, I think in, in a minute, the anatomy of a homicide. Yeah. Um, and, and we see that that is played out in the, in the analysis um, that was done. So we'll pick up right there with Chief of Police Lawrence Revel from the city of Tallahassee, my guest on the morning show with Preston Scott. UFLA on your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. This is crazy! And iHeart's radio station. I have never, ever tried to sing the words to that song because I think it would end up very poorly for me. Have you ever tried that one? No, I don't think I'm going to try that one. No, either. no, that that that's one we leave alone. Uh, welcome back to the morning show with Preston Scott with TPD Chief Lawrence Revel. Final segment here. Um, I, I talked last week with Sheriff Walt McNeil, and he brought up this anatomy of homicide uh, report, the project. I thought it was a great report. Absolutely. I've read through the summary. I've not gone into the detailed report, right. but the amount of data. And I have to believe that as a law enforcement guy your entire life, just seeing raw numbers, mm-hmm. I mean, that speaks your language and it, it cuts through all of the rhetoric that I've got to believe you fight all the time in trying to find solutions. Can we just get past the rhetoric and get to some numbers here? Right. Absolutely. And, and I agree with you. It was a great report. Um you know the the information that's in there. I don't think was a surprise to anyone. No. Um, you know it's it's what we. But it codified it. But it, it, it absolutely does. It, it quantifies things. It, it puts it in terms that people can clearly see and clearly understand. And I agree with you. We have all of these resources in the community that are available. We just need to make sure that we get them focused on what the real issues are, which are pointed to in in this report to a large extent. When you went through the report. Mm-hmm. I know that you know this stuff, right? but seeing it in writing, did you immediately say, okay, this now being quantified is going to help us with this? Not so much as, you know, it'll help us specifically with something, but I did my, 
it was more of a hope. Okay. Um, and, and seeing it and reading it and, you know, and, and seeing it there in the report, it was more of a hope that, that the community would see this is truly what we've been telling you, you know, all along. This is what the issues are and the, and the, the groups, you know, that we need to, to focus on um, to combat some of the, you know, much more serious crimes in, in our community. And so we really need to pull the resources here. And to a certain extent, you know, we do that. There, we have some great programs out there. You know, Tempo, you know, just you know, is one um, where we are specifically working with, um, you know, men and women of this age group, um, of this target, you know, group that that is identified here. Um, you know, but there's so much more that we can do, and there's so much more that needs to be done. And there's some, honestly, you, you know, you and I have talked off off, you know, the radios before about programs that don't. We maybe maybe we need to look at something different because they're they're probably not working. Um, so I think when you look at those type of things and that type of information sharing, you know, that's where it really becomes critical and important. Before we go, I want to get you to address a couple of things. One of the things that I think is the most important for the community to learn from this report: half of the offenders, and when we say offenders, it's offenders inside this report are those that committed a homicide. Correct. That's important to note. Right. Half of them committed their first crime when they were 12 or younger. That is stunning. Staggering. Absolutely. What does that do to inform the community, do you think? What's important out of that? Uh, hopefully it's an eye-opener. I mean, it, it, to, to... Were you shocked that. to see that that number was as direct as it is? That I was surprised that number is. is I, knew, I knew there was... Uh, that that is part of it, but I was surprised it was that high. I, I really was. Um, you know, having worked in this community for 30 years and seen that, um, to a large extent, um, you know, the, the, the kids just keep getting younger and younger. Um, but I was surprised that the, the percentage was that high. Does that indicate more gang activity trying to recruit these kids younger, or does that indicate maybe not as on top of things parenting? I mean, or both or I, I think it's all of it. And okay. I, I think, you know, the sheriff and I both talk a lot about the fact that there are so many things, you know, socioeconomic you know, indicators and impacts that, that come into play when we're talking about this, you know, certainly the economy plays into this, certainly mm -hmm. poverty plays into this, certainly parenting and all of those other things that, you know, that are social issues that don't necessarily um, have a direct correlation with law enforcement other than the fact that, you know, um, the kids that are in these situations often end up uh, dealing with law enforcement. Um, you know, we, we have to address a lot of these issues if we're going to have an impact. Maybe the most difficult one to address, because I think it's fueled a lot by the national narrative, is this one that says 83% of offenders indicated law enforcement officers are just as bad as the people behind bars. Yeah, I mean, that perception you know, is, I don't believe that for a second, but it becomes you know, their reality, but, but it becomes their reality. And that, and that's what they believe. And as long as that, um, narrative is perpetuated, um, you know, we're never going to get past that. And then the respect for law enforcement um, that we've had for years is going to continue to deteriorate. And those numbers are going to continue to get worse and respect for law enforcement that might lead you not to do, you know, a, a certain crime is going to deteriorate as well. You know, that's why it's so important that we share that information. Good stuff. Thanks, as always, for what you and your men and women do. We appreciate your work in our community. I appreciate you as well, my brother. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. We say Christmas around here, by the way, folks. It's The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Time for news. Morning Show with Preston Scott. <laughs>
What's up, Doc? On News Radio 100.7, WFLA. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bells swing and jingle bells ring. Snowing and blowing. Good visit with the chief of police. Now the jingle hop I think the cooperation that exists between TPD and Leon County Sheriff's, I think it benefits us. There is no friction there, at least publicly, of any kind. And that's not always been the case. And that's a very good thing. We appreciate you joining us this morning. The giving season continues on Monday. Next week, we are we are working with the Salvation Army. We're going to do virtual bell ringing. <laughs> no, I'm not going to incessantly ring a bell on the program. Ding, 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 ding. I, I've done that. In fact, Marvin Goldstein joined me on a couple of locations uh, yesterday, one or last year rather, Panama City and in Tallahassee with his accordion, and we had a great time. But what we're going to do is we're going to do a virtual bell ringing beginning Monday, running through the week. We're going to try to raise $5,000 for each community's Salvation Army. That's the goal. And so uh, Marvin will join me next, a week from this Friday, next Friday, our final show of the year. And so you can think of it as our, our, our gathering together to ring the bell on behalf of others in the community. And so uh, if, if you give to Salvation Army, by all means, continue. If you want to set aside a little bit extra for these two efforts, uh, we'll do one. Uh, we'll drive you to one site for Panama City, another site for Tallahassee, whatever community. Maybe you want to support both communities because they reach to the surrounding areas as well. I think it's important to note that. So um, that'll be next week as we wrap up the giving season here on the on the program. Florida State Senator Joe Gruters proposed a bill that would result in partisan school board elections. That's 23 years after the legislation came about to make school board elections nonpartisan. What do you think of the idea? Um, at first, I, I was kind of... You crinkled your nose. I did crinkle my nose a little bit, but kind of how you explained it last hour. I was like, okay, I, I, I can come around to it. Like at, like you mentioned, a lot of bad policy, bad policy makers have been elected to school boards across this country, let alone the state of Florida. Um, and it could be beneficial. Well, this is a story from Florida Capital Star, and it's quoting a comment made by Gruters to Florida Politics. It happens anywhere there's an organized partisan activity, if you have a decent chairman, pointing out that chairmen of, of parties take advantage, as well they should. That's their job. He argued that in most cases, red counties vote primarily Republican, blue counties Democrat. However, he says without designated party affiliation, some candidates can sneak in past voters and misrepresent their constituents. Quoting, no time like the last 24 months have shown the need for school board members that reflect our values. There's no doubt about that. The proposal focuses on transparency. Democrats, of course, are opposed to it, which tells you, in my mind, it tells me all I need to know about why I'm supporting it. <laughs> 
uh, Florida State Senator and gubernatorial candidate Annette Tadio. It's Tadio. 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 All right. If you want to bring people together, try and represent all Floridians or the entire community. Have everybody at the table to express their opinion. And uh, Palm Beach State Senator Lori Berman from Palm Beach County said that uh, investigations by the FBI into violent threats towards county school board members was concerning. I'm concerned partisan elections will embolden voters and lead to worse behavior. And see, that's another reason why, okay, you think that that's okay, what the FBI is doing targeting school board meetings? That's another reason why we need to go in a different direction. 40 minutes past the hour. Dr. Joe Camps next. Thing your mom would say you should do because everyone else is doing it. You're listening to the morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Great to be with you. Remember, if you ever have something you want to share with me, you can always email me directly. I don't have a team of people that read these emails, folks. It's me. My eyes will see it. I try to respond to as many email as possible. Preston at iHeartRadio.com. Well, we certainly want you to be feeling good. I mean, this time of year, it would stink to not be feeling good. And so to that end, we are joined for Healthy Expectations by Dr. Joe Camps. Good morning, doctor. Uh, Good morning. How are you today, Preston? Outstanding, sir. Good, good, good. So am I feeling well? Um, Sort of we're coming down to the close of the year. It's been a tumultuous one. I'm going to leave it right there. Uh, (laughs) Not take that that any further, but... uh, Thought I would try and end end on a, a high note, and you know, there's been, you know, we've been through so much lately that has pretty much quieted a lot of issues surrounding medicine. Yeah. Um, with all the disruptions, um, it, it's been quite a challenge. But I, I do want to say, uh, I, I really appreciate all those that have been involved uh, in, in working this year. Sometimes you don't say thank you, but I, I thank you to my colleagues and. When I say colleagues, I mean people all over the country that have have worked uh, tirelessly this year. But you know, I I wanted to just um, about maybe six months ago I was talking about uh, immunotherapy and how I thought it would revolutionize uh, cancer treatments, and I just um, ran across an article as I was searching. Um, uh, Keytruda, uh, you've probably seen that. Um, basically, mm-hmm. uh, it uh, is a immunosuppressive uh, drug. It stimulates the uh, T cells, and it's now been studied in over 800,000 people worldwide, and it's now used in the treatment of 16 varieties of cancer, including uh, renal cell carcinoma. And now, many of these patients have advanced disease, so. Typically, what happens is you have either radiation or surgery uh, to deal with with the initial cancer. However, uh, sometimes it tends to have metastasized or either reoccurs, and this is where the immunotherapies have come into play, and the results have been uh, quite uh, interesting. Now, one of the issues with this, um, much like we, we, we saw with COVID, you can have a cytokine storm where your body actually, the immune system turns on itself and can create issues there. But, you know, it's been very promising. Um, they've even found that CART uh, T-cell immunotherapy may be um, useful in treating certain blood types of cancer. So I'm excited 
and hope that this year we can we can get back more focused on what we do uh, every day without disruption. Um, and uh, Katruda is leading the way. Um, certainly, uh, think that this is going to be a revolutionary breakthrough. And I wanted to end on a reasonably high note uh, this year and give us something positive to look forward to. Uh, certainly, um, we, we need to all continue to be resilient um, and uh, get proper rest, eat appropriately, and uh, look forward to uh, seeing what we can find next year to uh, bring to our audience and, and give them useful information. I think we need to do another weight loss challenge. I've I dropped 30. I've kept 25 of it off. I put on five pounds since Thanksgiving. I, I, oh, I, my goodness. Yeah, well, be, yeah, be yeah, careful yeah. because tis the season to put on pounds. Boy, so, no uh, kidding. But, but I mean, if it, the things are all around everywhere. Don't you hate it? You go in the break room, <sighs> there are cookies and candy, and people send you candy. And right. My wife puts out stuff on the counter. Yep. I mean, it's just... It's pressing. We need to have a revolt against yep. chocolate. <laughs> well, I won't go that far. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but maybe the frequency. But we need that. We need to challenge our listeners to do a little weight loss this year. Well, let me think about how we might craft that. You know, we did it before. Yep. Uh, and it, it's certainly one of the more beneficial things that we can do. And then, and then in some ways, it's quite healthy for us. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of literature coming out and says. Why aren't more physicians prescribing exercise and weight loss instead of medication? It's an interesting uh, twist on uh, delivery of health care. So uh, uh, look forward to next year. I wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Uh, tis the season uh, to be thankful. Let us do that. And uh, look forward to coming back next year, Preston. Dr. Camps, enjoy your time and uh, holiday season, Christmas season, and we'll talk again in 2022. I'll see my two grandsons. Good Nothing for you. Nothing can be prouder than that. Take care, Preston. All righty. Be well. Dr. Joe Camps with us. Joe's been with me for 19 of the 20 years. 19 and a half of the 20 years of doing this program. He's aged better than I have, though. That's, that's another subject for another day. 46 minutes after the hour. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. Of the morning show with Preston Scott. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. On News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Sleigh bells ring. Are 
52 minutes after the hour of the morning show with Preston Scott. In just a little bit, I will tell you why the college football playoff selection committee got it wrong. Way wrong. I mean, what? what? Anyway. You had one job kind of thing? Yes. And you got it wrong. And I'll share once again the plan that can save college football from itself. It's coming up next hour here on the radio program. But first, this date in sports history. Let's take a peek. In 1960, on December the 6th, the American League granted American entertainer and businessman Gene Autry with a franchise, the Los Angeles Angels, which would become the California Angels. And now back to the L.A. Angels. Correct. But it was originally the L.A. Angels, and Gene Autry owned that team for a long time. I didn't know that. Mr. Back in the Saddle, yes, sir. How about that? How about that? Let's see here. I found something that you might find interesting. In 1970, the Cleveland Cavaliers got its first NBA home victory, huh? beating the Buffalo Braves 108-106. to How about that? Came hard, but they got it done. Another one you'll be interested in. On this date in 1975, Archie Griffin wins his second Heisman Trophy. Archie. The only two-time winner of the Heisman resides at Ohio State University. I never, ever could get my mind around why he did not become successful in the NFL. He was small. I will never understand... (laughs) people say that yeah but defensive lines linebackers dbs safeties they were smaller than two he wasn't small in college let's just put it that way fair enough never but that happens guys that you're like they should dominate when they get to the next level don't yeah and then they're guys that how'd they come up become so great you know like tom brady exactly yeah Tom was an average quarterback in college. Yep. Sixth round pick. But he had it. Whatever that is, he had it. What else? Vinny Testaverde won the Heisman in 1986 on this date. Uh, On this date, 1992, the San Francisco Giants signed Barry Bonds to a contract from the Pittsburgh Steelers for $43 million. In what year? 92? 92. The Giants picked him up then. Jeez, he was playing like well he into was when a, I was a kid. He was a good player with Pittsburgh. And then he invested in steroids. Yeah. And he started wearing a size 14 head uh, hat. You know, I mean, I've never... That's if, literally twice the size of my head. Now, if you put... And I, and I don't know what the size ended up being, but if you look at photos of him in Pittsburgh and you look at his photos a few years later in San Francisco, oh, yeah. look, people grow muscles in their body, not their head. <laughs> his head is ginormous. He's like Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> Just massive. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, Florida State fans in 2014... ACC championship game, number two ranked Florida State beat number 12 ranked Georgia Tech 37-35. That was a close one. That Man, Georgia was Tech was number 12? Yeah. I yeah. forgot they uh, had a good yeah. year that year. And that's when they used to kneecap people. 
They would kneecap Jeez. them with that blocking scheme of theirs running the option. And oh, yeah. Man, you didn't want to play against them. Yeah. If, you, if you were a defensive lineman, you did not want to play against them because they would they would chop block you all the time. And, uh, you know, it's a fun system to watch, not to play against. No way. How about Cuomo and out, huh? Chris Cuomo done. Uh, in fact, the headline from the Babylon Bee is really good. Unemployment rate among Cuomo brothers rises to 100%. <laughs> Their mom and dad must be so proud. Uh, what do you expect? They've they've learned so much about what Chris Cuomo was doing. He was using sources to dig up dirt on, on the women accusing Andrew Cuomo of sexual harassment. It turns out Chris is accused of the same things. Back with Hour 3 of the Morning Show with Preston Scott. Good morning and welcome to Hour Number 3 of the Morning Show with Preston Scott. I'm Preston, that is Grant, and it is Monday, December the 6th. Day 4601 of the morning show with Preston Scott. Day 321 of America held hostage. Good to be with you. Turning the page on the rundown. This hour we'll talk about a few different things as well as the big story in the press box. First, thank you, thank you, thank you, Brent Venables. Thank you for taking the job as the head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners. I don't ever, ever want to have to play a defense coached by him ever again <laughs> unless it's for a national title. And then I really don't want to play him. <laughs> Say what you will. Venables from when he was working for Bob Stoops at Oklahoma to when he took over the defense at Clemson has been maybe the best, most consistent D.C in college football yeah fair statement yeah he's just good every yeah every he just, year i mean he recruits like nobody's business he develops the guys in-house and they've won national championships competed year in and year out for a reason with that defense clemson's nine and three without it they're six and six yeah maybe five and seven that defense is the reason Clemson's nine and three this year. It is not the offense. They, they could barely score. That defense kept them in games. So I wish I'm thinking of sending him flowers. Maybe even <laughs> on an behalf edible of arrangement. Seminoles everywhere. Yes. <laughs> I think it would be funny to be honest. Sayonara. With you. I wish you well. Stay there. Don't join. Enjoy the SEC. And that's the thing. He's going to luck they, in the SEC. Well, they're going to be competitive on defense. They're going to be competitive, and that's the ticket in the SEC. Yeah. He is actually a better fit for Oklahoma joining the SEC than Lincoln Riley. If you think about it, honestly, he's a better fit. I could see it. Yeah. So, anyway. I take great exception to what the college football committee did with the ranking of the teams. Alabama should be number one. Michigan should be number two. Cincinnati should be number three. And Georgia should be number four. 
Here's why. There should be no scenario that Georgia and Alabama play for the national title. They should be made to play in the semifinal. And my reasoning for it is this. Georgia is the only one of the top four. I think they're one of the best four teams in America. Don't misunderstand me. And they may end up being the best. They sure didn't show it on Saturday. Alabama beat Georgia. Beat them. Georgia did not lose. Alabama beat them. But here's how I look at it. Alabama, conference t- champion. Michigan, they steam. I told I told anybody who was listening they were going to steamroll Iowa because Iowa's a fake. They've, they're always a fraud. Kirk they're, Ferentz, great coach, but they're perennially. No, he's an okay coach. He's a good coach. They will never. He's not a great coach. He's a good coach. He's a, if you want a program to come in second, he's your man. Yeah. They're never going to be exceptional because that's not what they do. They turn out very good pro players. If I were the athletic director at Iowa, I'd be thrilled to have Kirk Ferentz as my head coach because you're always going to be better than you should be, but you're not going to be great. You're just not. Uh, Michigan, conference champion. Cincinnati, conference champion. Georgia, second place. I'm sorry. You put the conference champions, you put the team with the unbeaten record in front of Georgia. Georgia should be number four, and Georgia and Alabama should be playing in the semifinals. It's just that simple. You can yell at me all you want. You're wrong. That's the way it should be. And then you're going to have either Georgia or Alabama carrying the SEC flag against either Michigan or Cincinnati. Now, when we come back, I'll tell you how it all should have really happened next. Beck. He's always been a white guy. Glenn Beck. Right. We got it. Licensed to talk. Nine to noon on WFLA. Eleven minutes after the hour of the morning show with Preston Scott doing what I do. The sensei of sensibility, the communicator of common sense, solving the college football playoff dilemma. I understand that I want to add four games to the schedule of two teams. Three games to the schedule of four teams. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Two games to the schedule of eight teams. I get that. I understand that. And my solution is you play X number of conference games and one rival. That's fine. Well, what about those those tune-up games? Well, you know, put your big boy pants on. You're going to have to play conference games and your rival if they're outside your conference, like Florida, Florida State. That's just the way it is. Just the way it is. You want to play some more games? Win games. And you're going to play in the playoffs. 16-team playoff. Think of the rivalries 
that will be built over time by this simple formula. And, and rivalries is not the right word. First of all, after the conference championships and you settle it all, instead of putting everybody in bowl games right away, you put the teams outside the top 16 into the lower bowl games. Okay? Your top eight seeds will play a game at home. Think of the theater there. First round of the playoffs, top eight seeds playing at home. You solve the problem of some of these ridiculous empty stadiums in bowl games. They're absurd. All right? Here with, if we took the 16 as they're seated right now, here's what the playoffs would look like. Alabama, Oklahoma in the first round. Ole Miss, Oklahoma State. Notre Dame, Pitt. Cincinnati, BYU. Georgia, Oregon. Ironically, Ohio State, Utah. Baylor, Michigan State. And Michigan against Iowa again. Iowa, would they'd have to play again. But it would be at the big house. That's your first round. Tell me... There's not a there's a every one of those games is a great game. Yeah, prime time. Absolutely. I'd watch every one. Right? And you get the theater of it being at the top 8 seats at home. Yes. So what happens? The losers immediately get get slated for a bowl game. Because they're among the top 16 teams in the nation. They're going to play in a bowl game. Then you advance to the second round. My proposal would have them doing it one of two ways. Either A, again, top seed hosts, or and whoever that might be. Because if there's an upset, team that wasn't expected to play at home gets a home game. Great theater. Everyone's fired up. If not, you take those the, that next tier and you put them in some of the bowl games. I personally like the idea of playing at home for the first two rounds. I think it's the smarter way to do it. And then in your semifinals and finals, there you go. Now you're in your traditional college football playoff bowl semifinals, national title. Fiesta, things like that. Exactly. But you play at home in the first two rounds is my solution. It adds so much theater. And you talk about money for the schools. Sponsors would be all over. Imagine... We talk about the first weekend of the NCAA basketball tournament as one of the greatest weekends in sports. Why? Because there's just somebody's playing at home, basically. There's great theater. Everybody's got a chance, and the world watches. Tell me what that first weekend of college football, I mean, you play on a Friday and a Saturday. Leave the Sundays for the pros. Friday and Saturday, you don't think you're going to have, you're going to own television. Own it. That's my solution to the college football dilemma. You have to make a concession or two on the regular season, but that makes it worthwhile. WFLA at WFLAFM.com on your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos and iHeart's radio station. Said the night wind to the little lamb Do you 
in the sky, little light. Got a note here from Terry in Pennsylvania. He said that uh, growing up, going to Pirates games at Forbes Field, Three Rivers, we always thought it was a cool thing. Bing Crosby was part owner of the Pirates. Wow, I didn't know that either. I didn't know that either. I'm a Pittsburgh guy. Of course, I left when I was six months old. I don't remember much of it. <laughs> they kicked us out. It's like, okay, that's five. That's five kids in the family. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. Moved to uh, Minneapolis. Suburb of Minneapolis. Grew up in Edina in my formative young years. Playing football in the snow. Yes, those were the days when you played tackle football on the asphalt that was covered by snow. And <laughs> everybody loved every bit of it. That's what you did. You played ball. And every now and then, there's a little snow that was worn off, and you'd got a little, uh, little ding a little, there. A little scrape. A little scrape, but it was all football in the snow, man. There was nothing better than diving for a tackle or a pass, one or the other, in the snow. It was a thing of beauty. Man, you drew a plays in the snow. Come on. Or did you do it, like, on the football? You've got, you use one of the the seams as like the line of scrimmage and be like, all right, Tommy, you run a post route. This guy, you go with the stripe on the left. What? (laughs) Yeah. You you draw it like on the football. Right. Yeah. Get get to the laces and go right. (laughs) What? (laughs) Just, just run. (laughs) I'm not throwing you the ball anyway. You're really fast. Just go that way. (laughs) Yeah. I was the fast kid. I didn't play quarterback back then. Um, I only did that when I got into high school when we were playing intramural ball. Uh, back then, I was I was the wide receiver, fleet of foot with hands that would die for everything. <laughs> and so, just great memories, though. Of snow I just picture and, little you just flying around a football field. Well, careful how you describe and use the word "little." Fair. You know, I was born a little over ten pounds and twenty-one inches and some change, so I was never a small child. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I was, I was considered the fastest kid in every grade I was in until eighth grade. And that's when my height just took off. Now I never went through that awkward, uncoordinated stage. Forget the four broken arms that had nothing to do with coordination. I'm just telling you up front, Lord broke wrists each time, each hand, each arm twice. But anyway, uh, but no, 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 I was fast. And then I didn't get so fast. At that point, I was just quick for my size. I was never fast again. Up until eighth grade, I was fast. Once I left seventh grade and entered eighth grade, I grew three inches one summer, and that was it. I was no longer fast. I was quick for my size. (laughs) Now, Now, contrast that to the story of Leah Thomas. Leah is competing for the University of Pennsylvania women's swimming team and is setting records all over, which makes sense because Leah's a dude. Oh. Leah's been grabbing first place finishes, setting records after taking the 2021 season off. She's now competing for the 21-22 season. She won the 200 she, he, Won the 200-meter freestyle, the 100-meter freestyle in a meet against Columbia. The 200-meter freestyle that day was ninth best in the NCAA this season. What's interesting is that um, 
This guy won the 500 meter the year before as a male, was named second team all Ivy League. Oh my gosh. As a swimmer in the 500 meter free, the 1,000 meter free, and the 1650 uh, freestyle. But that wasn't enough. And so he decided to transition because he couldn't beat the dudes. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He uh, he writes, one of my big concerns for trans people is feeling alone. Even if you don't pay attention to the news, states proposing and passing vicious anti-trans legislation, it can feel very lonely and overwhelming. Swimming is a huge part of my life and who I am. I've been a swimmer since I was five years old. The process of coming out as being trans and continuing to swim was a lot of uncertainty and unknown around an area that is usually very solid. Realizing I was trans threw that into question. Was I going to keep swimming? What did it look like? Being trans has not affected my ability to do this sport. And being able to continue is very rewarding. I don't know. Let's ask all the other girls that have trained all their lives and then they lose to a dude. Thank you. Yeah, you can be on those object, uh, injections as long as you want. You're not losing your muscle mass. It changes slightly, but you still have competitive advantages as a dude because you were born a dude. That's why guys dunk basketballs at a far greater rate than gals. That's why guys run faster, hit balls farther and harder, and throw faster. There's, I mean, the, there's, there's just... It just blows my mind that we are now in a world where the National Organization for Women, which fought for Title IX, my aunt was the national president for the National Organization for Women. Look her up, Wilma Scott Heidi. My Aunt Wilma was brilliant. She would be livid at seeing dudes knock women out of scholarships and opportunities. And that's exactly what's happening. Ah, what a time to be alive. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4Patriots.com slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4Patriots.com slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right.
Everything you need. Truth and entertainment. The morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. As we settle in for our Monday, big story in the press box. Evolving, changing as the show unfolds. Unbelievable. U.S. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said that the narrative of smash and grab just doesn't pan out by the facts. Might be a Walgreens store, but it's just really not happening. That stuff, that's a false narrative. Is she dumb or is she trying to deceive us or is it all of the above? Democrats? What say you? No, really. She's one of yours. Look, when the GOP is delusional, I tell you. I've been critical of the party for 15 years. And individuals that, that are part of it. Wrong is wrong. How do you... There's video. Story after story after story. Account after account after account. It's it's not supported by the data. It just doesn't pan out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> is it... Um, is it that she doesn't view them as smash and grabs, but at a but as a redistribution of wealth? Well, I was going to say it's probably a uh, a human right to be able to. These people are in dire circumstances, and they need these critical things. That I was I was about to call it infrastructure because everything's infrastructure nowadays. Yeah, but it's pro- it's a human right, Preston. We need to be gracious mm. to the smash and grabbers. Mm. Mm. I see what you're saying. Deep personal reflection happening right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, that's stupid. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's amazing to me that an elected member of Congress is not immediately. See, this is why the mainstream media just continues to show itself that set of statements should be immediately taken to task by every media outlet in the country that covers national news uh alexandria you're you're not well that's that's those those are crimes happening. It's on tape. So what do you do with that, Democrats? I mean, what do you do with it? That's just one of the other stories that's bubbling around out there. The Biden administration quietly we're going back to the Trump policy of uh, stay in, stay away, stay in the country in Mexico. Just don't 
come here. But you got to stay there while we sort things out. Thought everything Trump did was bad, stupid, dumb. He's a rube, remember? He doesn't know anything. Caffeine, the morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7, WFLA. Caroling, caroling, now we go. Christmas bells are ringing. This is a skating song. You just skate on the push. Arms side to side. Sweet, 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 sweet. I got to figure out what order I'm going to watch my Christmas movies. Do you have them? Uh, do you have them picked out? Well, I I watch them all. All the Christmas movies that I own, I watch them all. I oh, watch I see. the specials. I watch everything. Gotcha. So, what you starting with? Do you know? I don't. That's my point. Yeah. I don't know. I we, we Cynthia and I record the baking stuff too, the holiday baking stuff, because I think it's amazing what these people that know what they're doing do with with dough. I mean, it's just like <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, it really is. Um, I don't like the holiday cookie baking championships because it's just two people redrumming the pioneer woman. And I mean, she's fine, but she's a little, she's a little much. I, you know, ha- kind of hanging over them. Oh, you better get working. Well, then leave her alone. You know, I mean, <laughs> and then some dude that, that is, I mean, they, they're both fine, but they just, I don't feel like as hosts, you ought to be judging. Hosts shouldn't be judging. You should have judges judge. But anyway, it, we watch some of that stuff, and we record some of the Christmas specials, and uh, going to watch Annie sometime this week, I'm sure. The but new I've got, NBC I, special? Mm-hmm, yep, yep. I've got Miracle on 34th Street. I've got The Nativity. I will be absolutely watching that. I've got Jim Carrey's version of A Christmas Carol. It's animated, so it's 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 just exceptional. It really is good. I've got all the Santa Claus movies. I'll probably watch two or two or three of them. Watch that one. That was like the first one my wife and I watched. Yeah, The Grinch. I'll watch uh, the original Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. The 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 stop the claymation. Animation. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna watch that. Um, I will watch a Charlie Brown Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're just there's some classics that I will be watching. Home Alone in there. Home Alone is in that mix. Yes, Home Alone is in that mix. No, Die Hard is not in that mix. Uh, <laughs> it is not a Christmas movie. We'll to get we'll get to all that. I do want to take a second here. Uh, I did not spend much time. I just want to update you. House Resolution 550 signed into law. If signed into law, passed by the Senate, would um, it outlines the expansion of the CDC? And the public health department capabilities and the ability of state and local health departments as well as public and private health care providers to share health data with the federal government. It basically creates this massive vaccine database. A registry. Yeah. And uh, there were uh, 130 Republicans that voted no, including most in Florida. But there were 80 that voted yes in the United States, and one of them was Dr. Neil Dunn. Now, when this story came out, in fairness to Dr. Dunn, I sent a question to his staff. I said, could you offer an explanation for the reason behind his vote? What, why did he support it? Is there something in there that we should know? Nothing. I got crickets. There's nope. zero response. Not really a good sign. No, no, it's not. 
And so this continues a growing problem with the second congressional representative in in some votes that just don't make sense to me and to growing numbers of you. Now, I will tell you, I don't know what, unless someone chooses to run against him in the primary, uh, I, I don't know what your choice is going to be. And part of me worries that's where we're at is because there is no challenge. He doesn't have to really explain himself to the voters. Um, you know, we've had him on the show off and on for years, less frequently in the last couple years for reasons that I think are very apparent. But, um, yeah, I just wanted you to know, trying to do due diligence and get an answer to the question, why did you support H.R. 550 when most of your colleagues did not? You know, as a doctor, do you have a reason that, you know, I'm, I'm open. Hey, man, sell me. You know, tell me why. Nothing. Just is what it is. Listening live to the Barry College Bald Eagle Nest. There in the middle of the nest is an eagle, a bald one. It would be highly unusual for this eagle to have laid an egg this early in the season, as normally the eggs come right after the new year. But given that this pair of eagles has failed in recent seasons, they might be trying a different tactic. <laughs> no, it's 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 pretty cool. You go to my blog page; it's live right now. There's an eagle. I can't I can't tell without both of them whether it's the male or the female. The female's bigger, but for context, these nests, this particular nest, is about the size of a king bed. Doesn't Whoa. look it in. It doesn't look like it in the shot, but that's the it, and it weighs in excess of a ton. Whoa, really? It, yeah, it's huge. Jeez, it, they're huge. And so the live feed is being watched by 234 people as we speak. And uh, you know, it. I mean, either there's an egg under there, or they're practicing. Um. Let's see if I can switch cams here and uh, look at the... I don't see the other eagle there. I just see one. If you go to the approach cam, you can uh, you can see sometimes if the other one's about. But they'll take turns when an egg is in there or two or three. I mean, you know, you just never know. But anyway, you can go to my blog page at... Um, WFLAFM.com, and there you will find the um, the Eagle Cam from Berry College, which is northwest of Atlanta. Largest, largest by acreage college campus in the world, I believe, is Berry College. But now the, the great moment of the weekend as far as play-by-play. Played it earlier in the broadcast. This is Dan Miller. Radio play-by-play announcer for the Detroit Lions. The Lions 0 for the season. 
They had a big fat bagel in the win column until four seconds were left in the ball game, and here's what happened. First victory of the year on the line. Goff's got it. Back, looks, throws, ends up. Yes! Touchdown, Detroit Lions! They did it! Amon Ross St. Brown in the receiving end! Oh, they're rushing the field! They've done it! Three zeros on the clock! This game is over! It's over! Jared Goff to Amon Ross St. Brown! His first career touchdown! And how big is that? Oh, my goodness! Have a day, boys. Have a day. Brought to you by Barino Heating and Air. It's the Morning Show 180 on WFLA. Have a day, folks. Have a day. That's just radio, man. Just The, the voice crack got me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty strong. It's so funny because uh, the clip, some people are saying, yeah, the, the, the network call was pathetic. No passion. Well, they don't work for the Detroit Lions. They work for CBS, and their job is to be professional, and they were. But for that moment, you want a homer, and that dude fit the bill. Tomorrow on the program, we'll preview the 2022 legislative session. Sal Nuzo will join us. Got a manly minute, all kinds of other stuff to uncover. Remember, we're going to slowly start... Going through the paper clips. I got three of them. I'm, I am determined to get through all of the stories that I've just held on to. If the news cycle cooperates and gives us a break, we can only hope. Today, of course, you can listen to the broadcast whenever you like. Just search for the morning show with Preston Scott. Just pop up my name, Preston Scott, then go down to podcasts. And you will find uh, the morning show, and you can listen to it at your leisure. Catch up on everything that we talked about in today's broadcast. Until tomorrow morning, have yourself a great day. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.